You are listening to Master Coaching with Ajit, a podcast that inspires coaches to impact lives of their clients more meaningfully. I am Coach Ajit, and I'm known for coaching high performers, entrepreneurs, and leaders. I'm also a serial entrepreneur and author of many books. On this podcast, I am answering your burning questions. I'm also demonstrating and deconstructing behind-the-scenes coaching sessions. Is there a particular area of life that you would like to focus on today? I'm realizing in this whole process of life coaching and now also business accelerator that I seem to have this kind of inner destroyer (laughs) that Mm -hmm. gets in my way. And, And this has always been the case, like, you know, whether it's wanting to lose weight, whether it's you know, finishing my novel, well, I finished my novel, but then, you know, getting it published and edited, whether it's knitting a jumper with a Norwegian kind of pattern that I started. I like Mm -hmm. to start things and I like to think that I finish things, but somehow there's something that, yeah, this kind of inner destroyer that stops me from kind of getting, and and then, yes, I still tell myself, oh, I am somebody who gets finishes things, even if I finish it 100 years later or whatever, 20 years later. And I think that's one of the big things that I've found here now with this whole process. It's like I'm turning out to be someone completely different to who I thought I was. Mm-hmm. And what's um, the difference? Tell me more. I don't know. I always thought I had these set values, you know, that I look up to, that I want to, you know, and I always thought I was like that. And now I find out that I'm not somebody who finishes stuff, even though I kind of told myself that I was. I guess even up to the point of I recently had a, well, three years ago, I had a divorce that I did not want and that I'm still kind of fighting for. I'm still trying to figure out why, because he's not treated me very kindly. And I have this idea that a family has to be a family. So I have these set ideas Mm -hmm. of how things should be and how I think they are in my head. But then when I really look at them, they're not like that. And I I really want to be authentic because, you know, I do really value that. And then I have this feeling that I never come across how I really want to come across or how I think I come across. That's a bit confusing. Sorry, I don't know if that makes sense. It's not confusing. You've told yourself a story and now you like to stick to that story, like all of us do. So... Tell me a little bit more about when you say I'm somebody who is a destroyer or I don't like to finish things or I think I like to finish things, but I don't finish things. However, that construct is, what does finishing mean for you? Well, finishing means like, for example, if I set a goal that I want to be slim and fit and I want to go surfing, you know, have a body that is lean and strong for surfing, that I want that body. Um, and I mm-hmm. want to be able to do that. I want the result. I want to be able to do that mm-hmm. and feel accordingly. Or like mm-hmm. if I say I'm going to do knit that jumper, I'm going to finish, you know, be able to put on that jumper or like with a book. I mean, I've, I've written, I've got the manuscript and I've edited half of it. And the, the other half is kind of, you know, it's like, well, life gets in, like the divorce got in the way. So I, I just wasn't in an emotional space, but it might have been good for me to do it. You know, it might have been cathartic for me to finish it, but I just escape in front of Netflix for horrendous amount of time, really horrendous amounts of time. I I binge watch 
and I escape into that. And that's the destroyer. And even though I want to finish this, or I think I want to finish the stuff. Mm -hmm. And you probably do. It's nothing wrong with it. The reason why I asked what does finishing mean for you is because it's different for different individuals. There is outcome-based finishing. There is finishing that is based on it feels complete to me. You know, there's many different things because and I'm not saying you have to take the definition. That's why it's Good for me mm-hmm. to understand. Finishing for you means the outcome is achieved. Whatever outcome is desired is achieved is what you're saying or what my understanding is, is mm-hmm. what finishing really feels like to you or is for you. And the reason why you set a timeline for when it should be finished is because of data information or is arbitrary, whatever you think is a good timeline for something to finish. I never have a timeline. It's like I have this thing with time that I just, I don't know, I grew up moving around a lot from country to country. And then I had this kind of, I mean, that's also part of what my novel's about. It's like, I don't have this concept of time. It's like you can kind of come in and out of time. So that's why it's not that important in one. I think I'll, I'll finish it when I feel like it or when the moment is right. Mm-hmm. Then why are you the destroyer? You're simply acting on your value. Because your value, like you said, how you understand time is it's nonlinear. Does nothing has really got a timeline. So mm-hmm. let's say you didn't finish a novel, it's because that's your belief that time's not important, which is perfectly okay. That's okay with you. So it's a conflicting thing that you're saying right now is why I'm bringing it to your attention. You said mm-hmm. time's not important. And then you mm-hmm. say, there's an expectation I must meet for me to feel it's finished. And then you're saying, because there's an arbitrary timeline that has passed between you meeting your expectation, you have not finished it and hence you're not a finisher, hence you're a destroyer of your own things. But you just said that time's not important to you. So of course you don't finish it on any timeline because it's not important to you. And that's perfectly okay. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I mean? Like it's yeah, kind I totally of like, I'm not, mean. what I'm trying to understand mm-hmm. is what's more important to you. Is it finishing or understanding that time is non-linear and it will happen at the pace it needs to happen? Hmm. That's a re- <laughs> yeah, that's a really good question. I wonder if the one thing, the non-timeline that I would be and the other not finishing it is the pressure that I feel I should be. Does that make sense? So it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. But, and and if I may curiously explore this yeah. a little bit more, is mm-hmm. that's where it becomes important for us to realize what's important to us versus what's important to the world. Because if the world says this is what you should do, firstly, world is not the world. It's a person or a group of people that are telling you what should be a supposed timeline to do something. Mm-hmm. which is a group of people. And if you talk to a different group of people, they'll probably give you a different timeline. There is no real one global standard for anything because it's not possible to set a global standard for anything in any regard. Like you could say, I want the best body in a year. That's a perfectly reasonable request. And I should have the perfect body in six years. That's a perfectly reasonable request. It depends on the body that you want to have. It depends on who you're talking to. It depends on many different factors. So time is a function of understanding of the world. It's not necessarily true and same for different people. Like it's not same for you. It's not same for me. Like you suggested, time for you is something you're like, nah, it will happen when it will happen. The expectation of what the world thinks the timeline should be is the expectation of a friend, colleague, partner that have supposedly put an understanding of this is what this much thing or this is what this time should be for doing X thing or Y thing based on their understanding of the world that may already be flawed because they've never actually done the task. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. So if somebody tells you, well, book editing should take you three weeks and has never edited a book Mm -hmm. is giving you a perception of reality that they have never experienced themselves. And hence, the perception of reality shouldn't define if it should take three weeks or three months. Mm -hmm. Right. 
So first, what we must understand is what is important to us. And that's really the underlying truth of current understanding of you are a destroyer or procrastinator or whatever you want to call yourself is to take away that label. Let's first understand what is it that is actually important to you. If you suspend time, but you have a different relationship with time where time can flow at the pace it needs to flow, there is no way you will get it done in a set timeline because that's not how you understand time and that's not how you believe time operates, right? Mm -hmm. And if that's more important to you versus getting the book done, then you're going to lean into what is more important to you. So let's find out what is actually truly more important to you to respond for life as it happens, which is a beautiful way to live which may mean you're not constrained by a time or to direct the life as it must happen. And that is when you will create constraints of time. What's more important? I think, yeah, you can't really have both of those, can you? You can, but there is one thing that's more important. One thing is less important. Whatever is more important to you is what you will prioritize. But there's a dance between both the energies that you will have. So it's not that you have to choose one. I'm saying, which one do you prioritize? Oh, which was, which I prioritize? Yeah, because I, because I, yeah, I think the time, the the nonlinear time, is my guts, you know, kind of feeling. But I, I just sense that that's what what gives me so many issues with people or with work as well or with you know like progressing. I guess I need to try and get a more linear concept of time because no, you don't. So. There's, um, understand that there are multiple energies and Mm -hmm. to understand the energy is a better way to live in more congruence with our life. Because even if you would force yourself into a box of believing that I need to be more consistent with time, you may actually get consistent with time and actually not like being that consistent with time. And then it beats the purpose of life, right? Because you may, yes, follow all the timelines and then you hate your life. What's the point? Right. So what you are trying to do is finding a dance. You're not trying to isolate this is better or that is better because none of it is better. They are all contextual and you can have everything. So you can have both the dances. You can have the dance of time is going to happen at the pace and there are set timeline things. The reason why you build an understanding of what's important and what's not important is because if you know what's important, you can surrender to it. Okay. The only trouble with that, I just sense that time is like, I understand, of course, as we all do, that time is limited and spending six hours in a go, you know, night after night watching Netflix isn't going to get me, you know, I do have other things like I love reading and I haven't read a book in, I don't know, you know, I start reading a book and then I haven't read one in years. And it's so embarrassing to say this. And I know this is being recorded, but I love reading. I love writing. And then I don't understand why I'm not doing it. That's a completely different problem. That's not a problem related to time. That's not a problem related to time. You binge watching Netflix is an escape mechanism, nothing to do with time. It is everything to do with what's happening in your life. It's a completely different problem. It is not how you respect or not respect time. So when we take something that is, let's say Netflix or doing things that we know are not important to us, but we're doing them because they comfort us. It's because Mm -hmm. it's a mechanism to comfort ourselves. It has nothing to do with our understanding of time or understanding of world even, right? You have this, let's call it addiction of watching Netflix night after night for six hours because it's kind of a form of addiction. You will, I'm sure you've seen people around you who have food addiction, who have alcohol addiction, who have sex addiction, who have many different types of addictions. They're all addictions are a way for us to feel love energy. 
and connectedness in some way, right? Mm -hmm. So we take uh, addiction because it serves a purpose in our life. So we watch Netflix to the end is because we're actually trying to calm our nervous system, feel loved or feel connected in some way. So there might be practices that you do alongside Netflix or while you're watching Netflix or the feelings that you feel while you're watching Netflix or the shutout of the intensity of emotions that might be in your life because you're watching Netflix. There could be many reasons, but your respect for time has nothing to do with it. Or your understanding of time has nothing to do with it because time is actually not limited. Linear time is limited. Time as we experience is limited, but time almost bends to our reality. So if you want to edit your book, right? Let's give a hypothetical example. If you want to edit your book and you gave yourself three days to edit it, Mm -hmm. you will edit your book in three days. It's totally possible, right? So time is not limited. Time bends to our needs. We just have to figure out what we want it to bend to. And it'll bend to your need to calm your nervous system to watch Netflix like it will bend to your need if you want to edit your book in the next three days. Time's very easy. We make it more complex. Time Mm -hmm. works in our favor pretty much all the time and it'll give you as much time as you require because you can maximize every minute of your day if you need to maximize every minute of your day. The curiosity, the interest that we have, and that's why we want to do one thing at a time, right? So we can actually address what's the challenge, what's actually the problem. You watching Netflix for six hours has nothing to do with your time understanding. Let's first tackle that and then we'll go to the Netflix problem. Is that okay? (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So firstly, yeah. you can dance between the unlimitedness of time and the limited uh, sense of time, right? Mm-hmm. So unlimited sense of time or limited sense of time. And that's what is the linear and non-linear. You can call it the way you want to, right? Mm-hmm. So time is going to expand to whatever need that you have. The reason why you don't put something into a time structure, or if you're finding yourself resisting to give yourself time to do something, it's more likely than not is because you love time being the expansive nature that it is, which is... It can happen at the timeline that it needs to happen. And because of your prioritization of time moving at its own pace, which also means you love life moving at its own pace, usually means that because that is priority, you would find it harder for yourself to constrain in a set period of time. Now Mm -hmm. that we understand that it is priority for you that time stays at the pace that it stays, we need to ask what is your life priority, right? And say your life priority is to finish the novel, right? So while knowing that time will happen at the pace it will happen and life will happen at the pace it will happen, we can now say, well, my other desire is to finish this book. So while I know that I can take as much time I want to finish this book, I'm going to give myself this week to finish this book. And I'll be okay if I don't finish in this week, right? Mm -hmm. What's happening is when you set a statement like that or set an intention like that, is you're allowing yourself to stay in the dance that is more important to you, right? Right. And this also is how, if you were to take it into a more spiritual context and not a practical context, is how universe likes it to work. Mm -hmm. And you may have heard me say multiple times that you want money to be directed. You want money to know how much money you need to create or you want that you desire. Mm -hmm. At the same Mm -hmm. point of time, you must suspend the time and amount desire of money. That was one of the Mm -hmm. final lessons that I suggested. And the reason why you must suspend is because you cannot channel or cannot figure out what needs to come together for that money to be generated, right? Mm -hmm. You can't Mm -hmm. predict it. You can rationally think about it, but you can't see the unseen. You can't predict the unseen. You can't manifest the unseen. And so there are so many forces that are at play at any given time in our entire life that there is a surrender that we must do for us to 
really enjoy what universe has to offer us. And that is exactly why, while you want to direct your time, while you want to say, I want to do this in this set period, you also want to surrender to the expansiveness of time because you don't possibly know who, what, where needs to come in your life for this novel to be complete. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. But then my mind kind of tricks me and says, well, I want to finish in a week, but I don't have to finish in a week. Mm -hmm. Whatever, I can do it next week. If you really want to finish it in a week, that's not going to be your first response, right? The Uh, challenge might be you actually don't want it. Okay, yeah, okay. So, (laughs) which brings us to the second part of the problem (laughs) of you watching Netflix. This is the second part of the problem, which is what do you actually want? Mm -hmm. What is it that Karen needs right now? What does Karen want right now? And from this conversation, Karen, at least what is being present to me is what you really want is something more or something different than what you're trying to do. I don't, from... Mm -hmm even how you said that your mind would trick you to say, I don't have to finish it. Instead of saying, yeah, I can actually get it done is because you don't actually want to finish the book. You actually don't want to do what you are saying that you want to do. There is an inherent need or want that is in your heart and in your soul that is not getting fulfilled, that's getting in your way. Is it already present to you as to what this is? I think that's this little thing that's blocking me the whole time. And I don't know what it is. I just don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Are you current? And this is just being real for a hot second. Do you have any constraint of money in your life? Not really. You're not concerned about it, right? Well, I mean, I I want to be financially independent, but at this not point, a problem right now. Yeah, it's not. Uh, yeah, it's not a problem. Okay. Do you have anything that forces or challenges or concerns you in creating something right now? A health concern, a kid concern, a partner concern. That is actually a pain in your life, a challenge in your life. Well, there's the issue with the kid's father, the whole relationship issue that whatever, I, yeah, there's that. But is that a real challenge? Because you said you're already divorced. You're not able to accept it, but you're kind Yeah, I'm of- not really able to accept it. I, I kind of want to get back, but know that it's probably not a good idea. So that kind of concerns me as to why I think that way. But no, I don't really have any... You don't have a pain in your life. No, I don't have a life-threatening kind of Mm -hmm. big pain in my life. I can't really say that I have, no. Cool, fair. So the reason why I ask that question is because when we don't have a pain, either an actual one or created one, what happens is inherently, for man or woman, it doesn't matter, it takes away the urgency of life. Nothing wrong with it, but it takes away urgency from life. So what happens is when urgency goes away, everything can happen at the pace it needs to happen, which may sound okay, but it takes away the drive to do anything, right? And when it takes away the drive from doing anything, guess what we do? Nothing, right? So Netflix looks very easy, comfortable. You can turn it on, you can watch it for six hours, nothing really changes, great, you'll do that, right? If it is that book that you want to finish, but you're like, eh, do I have to finish? I don't have to, right? Mm -hmm. So because we don't have to, we won't, right? So what is happening? And this is all over society. This is not just you, Karen. What has happened in the past two decades is life has become really comfortable. Like it's Mm -hmm. really comfortable. You Mm -hmm. can order something. It comes to your house in two days. If you want food, you can order it. It'll come in like an hour or less. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you don't really have to do anything, especially if you're financially comfortable or medically comfortable. If you don't have a challenge in life, 
you're not driven to do anything, really, or you don't have to do anything. So what we have to do as human beings, as society overall, and you'll probably want to do it for yourself, is to find things that actually drive you. And that could be anything, right? And that could be things like, you said it in passing, I want to have the perfect body and surf. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right? That's what you said? Yeah. Right. Book a very expensive surf retreat, right? Yeah. Okay. And the reason... And the reason why you do that is because when you book a really expensive surf retreat, something that is like a real money to you, not something that you feel like, you know, eh, I didn't make it, I didn't make it. Something that's going to hurt you if you actually not make it. What it will do is it will remind you of the drive that you experience when you are doing something that is out of your comfort zone, right? You are in your comfort zone. You are, mm-hmm. unfortunately, yeah. uh, no, I'm not saying this is true for your entire life, but you are in what we call a fixed mindset in some areas of your life. Yeah. So what you've done is you've created a really beautiful life, which is congratulations. And at the same point of time, this really beautiful, comfortable life has created kind of this box that you've now put yourself in. Especially as it's not one that fits with my actual desires. You know, it's the life that I'm leading is the life that my dad, you know, I I guess those are the rules things, you know, that I thought my dad wanted for me, this marriage with three children and what have you. And this is what one does and everything. Yeah. But it's, Mm -hmm. but like you say, it is, it's been very comfortable. I've been ridiculously spoilt and I don't like it Mm -hmm. because like you say, it takes, yeah, you're absolutely right. Spot on. It does take away the drive. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when the drive goes away, you don't have a reason to do something. You have to create reasons so you can find how you feel when the drive is back. Right? So I'm not saying you will constantly do this. You will probably end up constantly doing it because you'll realize how important the drive is for you. Because Mm -hmm. see, here's the thing. We can sit on the couch and watch Netflix. Absolutely. And it's fun for a day. When we do it as a practice and we, like you're saying, you're, you're doing it for a fairly consistent basis. What it's doing is it's actually slowly, for lack of a better term, I say it for businesses usually, but when a business is not growing, it's actually slowly dying. Absolutely. So when your drive is not being actively built and you're not working on it and you're not creating it, it's Mm -hmm. actually dying every day or a possibility of it being created is dying every single day. You're not defeated. It's basically because you've created a great cushion and which is such a great thing, Karen. I want to make sure that I acknowledge you for that, that you've created a comfortable, beautiful life. It's awesome. Like that's a lot of people's dream, right? it's, It's great in many ways because it's a lot of people's dreams. And at the same point of time, to live up to your own expectations, you must now decide that while your life may be comfortable, you have to make it uncomfortable for you to continue to find a better version of Karen, to find an even more inspired version of Karen, a more motivated version of Karen, a more driven version of Karen, a more lovable version of Karen for yourself, not for anybody else. This is not for your ex-husband. This is not for somebody else. This is not for a girlfriend. This is not for your parents. This is for you. And that's the biggest driver you can find when you're doing something for you. Because when you do it for you, there's unlimited resources that you can tap in because you are an unlimited resource. Wow. Oh, thank you so much. (laughs) Oh, wow. Because it's, I feel like I've spent all these years trying to kind of like be a good mother. And I actually, I'll say this on camera, whatever. I really never wanted to have children. I love my children above everything. I do, which is why I didn't want to have children because I knew that I would kind of give them everything and too much. Like as of, you know, 
myself. And I'm only just now learning to set boundaries. Like I had to for tonight. I had to tell them all, you're not coming in the room between this and this time. And, you know, this is a general living room. And and I, I guess I just don't know. Maybe it's also a bit of a fear. I don't know how to... I always thought I did because I was always very, I had very huge arguments with my dad. I always fought back. Whenever he told me stuff, I would tell him, no, no, no. And I always thought I had my own opinion, but I think I was only countering his, you know, it was, it was I was losing energy fighting with him rather than figuring out what it is that I really, really wanted. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if I know what I really, really want, or at least I haven't explored it yet, maybe. And I love this idea of making discomfort so that I can kind of, I guess that's the only way that I can find out, right? If I'm understanding you correctly, I could, if I, if I make it uncomfortable for myself, then I'll find out by, yeah, yeah, which direction I want to go in. Yeah. So the reason why we find, and you can set a crazy goal, you can set whatever that is going to be something that is out of your current understanding of the world and desirable, but at the same point in time, you don't know how to do it. That's the perfect mix to create something that is mildly or significantly uncomfortable and then staying the course, not because you actually care if you get the outcome or not, but what you care is the discovery that will happen because you are being uncomfortable. So for example, you said it in passing, I believe that might be one of your desires. You want to be the sexiest version of yourself, the most wonderful body that you could have. Mm -hmm. Find the path to say, I'm going to go book a trainer and I'm going to work my ass off six days a week three days a week, whatever the timeline is, whatever it feels like you could time-wise do, right? Let's say if you have kids and all of that, you know, sometimes you don't have the time to be able to do too much, but let's say enough that you could do. And keep doing it even if it feels hard. Because what you're really doing is, yes, you will have the best body ever. At the same point, what you will actually find is the truth about yourself. Because it's something that's difficult that you did. Something that you don't know how to do. So what you're really doing, and it could be anything else. Fitness is just one of the ways to do it. It could be editing the book and publishing it in the next two weeks, right? It's very difficult because it's half of it that still need to be edited and to publish it is even more hard, right? But to Mm -hmm. make that happen in two weeks is going to push you to the edge and it's going to help you find what fires you, right? You are at a stage, Karen, where, like I said, you've lived in comfort enough that you've forgotten what fires you, what gives you that juice, that energy, that fire to want to keep doing things that are exciting, fun. And so you're settling Mm -hmm. to take the easy route. You're settling to not do things. You're settling to tell yourself the story of, oh, I don't need to finish this right now. If it's important enough for you, while you can believe, like I am somebody who believes, you know, things will happen at the time they need to happen. But the sense of urgency I have, the sense of drive I have comes from, and at the same point of time, I must take action right now because this is important to me. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It doesn't matter if it happens or not in that timeline that I hoped and wished for, but it's important enough for me that I will take action, that I will not stop trying. Because while universe has its own plan and time has its own plan, I completely surrender to that. I cannot not try. Yeah. And you see, that's what I have sometimes, but then sometimes I don't. And I like, I, I just remembered like just after the kid's father kind of opted out of the family project, I went on a five week hike. Do you know the Camino de Santiago de Compostela? Yeah. Yeah. So I just packed a bag and I didn't plan anything. I just left and I went. And that 
I mean, I was crying the whole time and it was, you know, emotionally very difficult, but I loved it because it's, it's just, just like just doing stuff without thinking and with just doing and just seeing how far and, and then just understanding how far you can go, you know, what you can do under these, like how many kilometers, you know, whatever. I, I ended up walking, I don't know, I think it was about nearly 50 kilometers on one day at some point when in the beginning I thought I couldn't even do 10 but the thing is, that's not everyday reality. It has to be stuff that can be, you know, that, that kind of a drive. I like doing them outside of everyday life. So like, mm-hmm. you know, I love doing skiing and whatever and being outdoors and doing all these adventurous things. But that's not part of everyday life. And I have that drive when I'm out in nature and when I'm mm-hmm. doing physical exercise, I have that mm-hmm. kind of a feeling of, I mean, then I just feel perfect then as kind of just great feeling. But I don't have that same thing when I do everyday things. And that's okay. Everyday things are monotone, sometimes repetitive. And so they will lose fire sometimes unless you create some in it. So let's make a plan, Karen, because sometimes that's what helps, right? Okay. So if I was to say four crazy things that you could do this year, crazy things that feel like, wow, this is something that I haven't done in a long time, or I would love to do, or this would be interesting that you could do in a scope of a year. Instead of four, it could be six, whatever number. Would you be able to imagine that four or six things? Four or six crazy things that I would really like yeah, to do. Yeah, like let's you said, I took a five-week or five-day the Camino five walk. Yeah, five-week five walk. Yeah. That's a crazy thing. I would love to do that. That's one thing, right? Uh-huh. Could there be four or five things or six things that are like that? And they don't have to be five-week long. They could be a week long. They could be five days long, whatever it might be. Well, I mean, I have, I have long projects that I'd love to do. I mean, one of my dreams is to do the Appalachian, I think it's called the Appalachian Trail in, in America to walk, mm-hmm. you know, but that takes like about half a year or, or three quarters of a year. So I don't really have time. Mm-hmm. Do they have to be realistic things that I can do? <laughs> in I mean, that's time, they don't have to be realistic. In time, they okay. don't have to be realistic in the sense of if it's a three or five year goal. I'm trying to give you fire right now. So that's why I would like for them to okay. be something that's okay. realistic this okay. year. Okay. Um, well, I mean, one thing that I really do want is to do the surfing. I want to be fit for the surfing in the summer. Mm-hmm. So let's book a surfing trip for you. Okay. And let's make that as a part of the plan. I don't know when summer falls for you or where do you want to do it and where's summer then. And let's book a trip. Literally mm-hmm. book it. Book the flight, mm-hmm. book the location, book the, book the resort or place where you're going to go to surf mm-hmm. and book it and put it on your calendar. That's first event. Okay. What's another thing? Something in the next one or two months. It doesn't have to be a trip. It could be something else, but that feels like, holy shit, that's going to take some effort or that's going to fire me up. Okay, how about the book? Yeah, get the book published. Okay, so let's say we're going to get the book published in the next two months. Yes. Right, so you Mm -hmm. will be publishing, hitting publish on your book. Okay, but does that mean self-publish or... or Well, it has to be self-published in that sort of timeline because to go to a publisher takes one year before the publisher actually publishes anything, so... Okay. Yeah, publisher cannot happen this fast. It has to be self-published. Okay. self-published. Unless you want to go the publisher route, then in two months, it needs to go to a publisher or multiple publishers. That email needs to go out. That's okay. Till the time there is something that needs to get you to find how your body responds, how your soul responds, how your mind responds when it is put to a sense of urgency. Yeah, no, right? it's super exciting. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So what we are finding here, Karen, is we are finding ways to excite your brain to do something so we can find what is it that excites you, okay. right? So it's like a, it's a yin and a yang. What we're mm-hmm. doing is we're saying, let's put this because it sounds exciting right now. Mm-hmm. You're going to go chase this and you will mm-hmm. find that your mind will play tricks with you. And you will also find that sometimes it will be easy. Sometimes it will be hard. Sometimes okay. you will be 
panicking the day before publishing. Sometimes you'll be panicking six months before or six weeks before. Mm -hmm. And that's good because it's telling you and that's the awareness that you need to sit with to go, that's the feeling. That's the fire. This is not the fire. This is concern more than fire. This is where I have found that I've been thinking this is my truth and this is not my truth, right? So you're finding those things by putting events in your life so you Mm -hmm. can chase something, right? Uh, These are outside timelines. They're not inside timelines, right? The first one is a little bit inside, but let's say once you book the surfing tip and you book it in a way that you can't cancel, now it's an outside timeline. You can't do anything about it. You have to attend. And it has money that has been invested and there's time that you've committed to. Probably you found childcare or you booked the flight with your kids. I don't know. Whatever that is, it puts you in a pressure saying, oh, you need to perform something, right? Mm -hmm. And hopefully that needing to perform something will help you discover what really gets you excited, Mm -hmm. right? And I want you to find two, maybe even three more things for the rest of the year. So what you want is you want to set first events that are outside of your day-to-day. But what it does, hopefully, is because you're putting an event outside of your day, it'll Mm -hmm. start getting you prepared for day-to-day in a different way. Right. 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 Because now if you're to finish the book in two months, you can't watch six hours on Netflix because you need to edit for an hour. So maybe mm-hmm. it'll still be five hours on Netflix, yeah. but at least you edited for an hour. Right. Yeah. Let's say. Yeah. Right. So you yeah. go, OK, there's some change that has been created. But then what mm-hmm. might also happen is like, oh, in six months, I have to still go for my surfing trip. I need to get that hour walk in. So now mm-hmm. from five from six hours, we are down to four hours or three hours even. Right. Because of prep to walk, edit, all of that stuff. Well, now we've reduced the time a little bit more. And that is how you kind of go, okay, I'm reducing time that is created into activities that are there because it's doing a job. It's not that Netflix is not doing a job. It's calming down your nervous system. It's probably making you feel helped because you get to sit on the couch and cozy up to something. So Mm -hmm. I get that. There's a purpose for it. And Mm -hmm. at the same point in time, if you find your other drivers, you may find that you don't need that. Right. right. Because it right. leads to more discovery of yourself. Karen, because you mentioned this twice on the call, that you still feel hard to leave the past relationship. One mm-hmm. of the things that is present to me is you're probably doing these activities that you don't fully enjoy because of the burden and load that you have or the weight that you're carrying around not letting that relationship go. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, that conversation is a much deeper and a further and a different conversation. I'm not going to address that conversation just today. But what I'm hoping to do is as you find more of you doing these challenges, is that you also will start losing the weight of that relationship mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because you will start to love yourself again. You'll start to recognize what's important to you again. Mm-hmm. So, the discovery and the challenges of these events is not for meeting an expected outcome. The right. challenges of these events is to help you find you. Yeah. So the journey of this is more important than the outcome of this. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. even if your mind tells you, I'm not going to finish on time, you have to keep chasing it because the journey is what's going to help you find you. And you need to do that discovery now before you settle so much in life that you stop trying even. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now I feel that I will not stop trying, but this is I feel super excited. I feel like this has given me a direction now because I've before I'm just kind of like, oh, I don't know where to go, Netflix. And now this feels like a, a direction. Thank you so much. So I want you to define more of these, not just two. I want you to define yes. four or five of these. And then okay. I want you to put a plan in place for you to actually achieve these so you can yep. follow a route when you're lost because you will be lost, right? Today will feel exciting okay. and fun. Tomorrow yep. might feel exciting and fun, but a week from now, 
If you don't have a backup plan or a backup way of going, what the hell am I doing? You might get lost again. So write a plan. We have done this exercise with us in Accelerate. So you can just use the model to be able to actually design a further plan. Now, Mm -hmm. Karen, what I want you to also ask is, what happens if you don't follow through? What's going to be the consequences? If I don't follow through with these plans? What we just talked about, yeah. Well, I mean, if I book the surfing and I don't go to the surfing, or if I'm not sporty or as strong or whatever as as I hope to. Or you don't work out or you don't move so you can be ready for the surf. What happens? What is the consequence that Karen experiences? Well, I mean, I feel like I'm going round and round in circles again. So, I mean, that will not be I need a real consequence, something that makes you hurt. Something that hurts me. Yeah. I'm not trying to cause pain. What I'm trying to do is trying to hopefully not have you go back into your loop of indifference. Indifference. Yeah, that's true. That's a tough one. I do, because somehow nothing really, I mean, it ultimately doesn't really matter. It's whether I, I mean, I, I'd go anyway. I went surfing a few months ago and I was not fit and, and I had a great time anyway. Mm. I just wanted to be better. So do you have a coach, Karen? At this point, I don't. <laughs> you need a coach because okay. I, I would love to continue our conversation. We are constrained a little bit by time. Yes. But I am pretty confident at this point in your life, you absolutely need to hire a coach. Okay. Absolutely. I agree with you. Okay. Because discovery-wise, you can self-coach yourself, but I feel like you need that support. And usually I wouldn't make that recommendation because I believe that one must follow their own direction of hiring a coach. But you Mm -hmm. absolutely need it because you're at risk of not living your life in the fullest way that you possibly can. Mm -hmm. And a coach can help you, not just a little bit, but completely because of where you are right now in your life. If you need a recommendation, send me a note later, but I'll recommend you some people from our community that you can speak with. But you absolutely need a coach. You need an intensive program that you can follow mm-hmm. that would actually get you out of your current reality. You're trapped in it. Super. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I will write to you, definitely. Okay, Karen, I know our time is a little bit limited. So what is it that is present to you from this conversation? I do feel very excited because I feel there's hope. And I think I agree with you. I do need a coach because I'm not going to be able to... Yeah, I do agree with you. I do need a coach. I was hoping I could do all this uh, by myself because I I had been to therapy. I stopped therapy about a year year ago. But yeah, I think I need, yeah, indifference is the word you just kind of mentioned now. And and that kind of touches something, I think, that I need to get out of. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much, Karen. It's great speaking with you today. Thank you so much, Ajit. 